This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Jeff Daly. Well, there's plenty of wrangling in the U.S. food and agriculture sector regarding Chinese customs officials' demands for signed documents certifying products for export are free of the coronavirus. Arlen Suderman with StoneX says it's a blanket request and is fed by fear of another wave of the disease. They are totally paranoid now about a, a second wave, not just in the government but among the population there. The fear level, and as I talked to one of our expatriates that's in Shanghai, he says, you know, the fear level is much higher in China than it is in the United States. We're willing to tolerate a certain level of coronavirus as long as we can kind of manage it and protect those who are most at risk. In China, it's zero tolerance. Financial markets reacted to state officials in Texas slowing their return to normal economic activity. Suderman says 16 states are showing infection increases with some specific counties critical to economic growth. The 10 refineries are listed in Texas. One of the biggest driving states is the state of Texas. The more Texas shuts down or states like Florida, the more that reduces gasoline consumption, the more that reduces ethanol consumption. That's where it starts tying directly into agriculture. Finally, the pace of economic recovery is indeed a factor heading into the fall election. Suderman says voters respond to the economy's personal impact. Is the economy doing well for me? And so if the economy is doing well, then they tend to vote one way. If it's not, then they tend to vote for change. So perceptions of the economy and how it will affect them personally just tends to be a big issue when it comes down to elections. Well, this week, a Senate Agriculture Committee hearing has put a fresh focus on a familiar issue in farm policy, carbon trading. Spencer Chase has more. Legislation in the Senate and a pending bill in the House are breathing new life into the idea of carbon credits in agriculture. A hearing earlier this week examined the Senate legislation, which would authorize USDA to certify third-party verifiers of conservation practices eligible to generate the credits. Jason Weller is the vice president of Truterra, the sustainability unit of Land O'Lakes. He was also a witness at the hearing. He tells AgriPulse that while USDA's hand in the system is crucial, the credit markets themselves need to stand independent from the government. This is not going to be a federal marketplace. And Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of questions during the hearing, uh, ultimately about a top-down, concerns about top-down, and I think some hints at concerns around this being regulation. So we just need to assure farmers that this is not about regulation. Ultimately, this is voluntary and they can choose whether or not they want to participate in these kind of voluntary ecosystem credit marketplaces. He says producers will need to come to the conclusion on whether or not to participate on their own. But ultimately, he says connectivity will be key to make the markets work. All of this is possible, but it will not happen unless we have broadband access in rural America. And the COVID crisis. The nation's potato producers hope the reopening of food establishments around the world will restore some of their old markets. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Potato growers are hopeful exports will rebound next month as Asian markets begin to reopen. Potatoes USA Chief Marketing Officer John Tosburn says restaurants there have reopened, but with some restrictions and limited seating. But still, we think that this will help to turn things around pretty quickly. I expect that exports will still be down for May and June, but hopefully by July that backlog of product has been utilized and we start to see things returning to normal 
in the international marketplace. He says exports through the fiscal year from last July through this March were higher until two months ago. It's April when we really start to see the impact. And this is where we see that exports declined significantly, down 29% for frozen, 31% for fresh, not quite as big of a decline for DHI. Tosburn hopes domestic markets will also rebound as restaurants slowly start to come back online. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Americans are awakening to the reality that protecting our food supply is part of our national security. Farm Bureau is proud to stand up for the women and men who work tirelessly to stock America's pantry. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Jeff Daly.